I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of Tea Over Interiors. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. On today's episode, we are talking about building a capsule wardrobe. Tea Over Interiors started as a podcast that was to take into consideration the holistic side of interior design. That means how your home makes you feel. And within that home, you have so many facets. You have your bedroom with your clothes and your closet. You have your bathroom, your living room. You have all these different zones of your home. So we wanted to talk about all those different zones and how you can make them better serve you and how they affect you mentally and Sometimes physically. Before we get to that, Alicia, I need to know, girl, which you sipping on? I have my peppermint tea. I am getting ready for the spring. And I do grow spearmint and peppermint in my garden. So I kept this little tiny bit of peppermint from last season in a glass. And it rooted and I put it in the windowsill and I dried some of the leaves. And oh my goodness, there's nothing better than fresh peppermint tea. I agree. I also grow mint in my yard, organic, and it has not started to bloom yet, but I did see the flowers from the mint. The mint's coming soon. I'll be drinking mint tea. I see leaves on mine outside, actually, because I kept mine in a container last year right by the back door, and mine are already growing. The last time I saw them, I just saw the little flowers, but I did not check recently with the rain and stuff like that. It may be ready. I might have to go out there with my shears and start. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What you sipping on? Oh, yeah. What am I sipping on? I happen to love pumpkin pie. I am drinking pumpkin pie. I think it's delicious. Let's move on to these randomness. Alicia and listeners, have you ever heard of the Morgan Library and Museum? Never. Well, I have something special to tell you. It is here in New York City. An American librarian by the name of Belle DaCosta Green developed the library. Mm-hmm. But guess what? What? Her name was not DaCosta. And she was a black woman who was passing as white. Oh. Yeah. She was born in 1879 in Washington, D.C. She was born to an African-American father and a mother who had some Dutch heritage, but she was also black. However... She was very fair-skinned, and as a result, her children came out fair-skinned, and she decided she was going to pass for white because life would be much easier if she can pass back then. Was she married to a man? She was married to a black man. Her husband, who is DaCosta's father, his name was Richard Theodore Greener, and the mom decided like, hey, look, we can pass because he was he was fair skin, but he didn't think he can pass for white. And he felt that he wanted to have his children fight for their rights to have equal opportunities in the world. Meanwhile, her mom wanted to take the easier way out and said, no, if we can pass, we need to make a better life for our children. 
Now, some of her siblings were a little bit darker in complexion. They decided that they would add da Costa to their name to say that they were Portuguese to explain the slight darkness in their hue. You notice I don't even want to say anything. I'm just shaking my head. So anyway, she went through her whole life passing for a white woman. She met J.P. Morgan. Yes, that J.P. Morgan, because she was the librarian at Princeton. She got a job as a librarian at Princeton. And people just assumed that she was, she never had to say that she was black or that she was white. She, people just let her pass. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, J.P. Morgan never knew that she was a black woman. She made everyone in her life that she told them when she passed away that she wanted them to burn all her letters that she ever wrote to them. And she wanted basically nothing to be revealed about her background. She never got married. She never had kids or anything like that. She also claimed to be younger than she really was. She liked to live out loud. She liked to wear flashy clothing and things like that. And people were saying, but she was black. Why would she do that and draw attention to herself? In her mind, exactly. That's why she acted that way, because what black woman would have dressed the way she did? They wouldn't have felt comfortable, but white women would have. Her and J.P. Morgan, they say that in one of her letters, she says that they tried at a romance, but that's all she ever said. There were rumors that they were together, but it was unfounded. But she was his personal librarian in 1905. She organized and cataloged his collection and created this wonderful library for him. Good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know where you find this stuff, but like you said, randomness. When I look at her photos, I'm like, wow, she was able to pass. I think back then I might have been able to pass. I'm brown as I don't know what. Wow. Really? Wow. But it could have been, it could have just been the lighting, but I don't wow. know. She wouldn't have fooled me. Well, she probably wasn't fooling a lot of us. I'm so glad that's not a thing now. Today's topic, we're talking about building a capsule wardrobe. Now, some people might say, what is a capsule wardrobe? Are you hearing a lot about capsule wardrobe, blah, 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 blah. Well, a little background on a capsule wardrobe is that it's been used as early as in the 1940s in American publication, denoting a small collection of garments designed to be worn together which harmonize in color and line. The term capsule wardrobe was revived in the 1970s by Susie Foe, the owner of a London boutique called Wardrobe. And according to Foe, a capsule wardrobe is a collection of a few essential items of clothing that do not go out of fashion, such as skirts, trousers, and coats which can then be augmented with seasonal pieces. The idea was popularized by American designer Donna Karen, who in 1985 released an influential capsule collection of seven interchangeable workwear pieces. Can I ask you a question? I think the listeners may be thinking, who has time for this? Can you talk a little bit about how long it would take, why this is a good use of time? I think you're always coming from a holistic perspective. So you want to talk about the value of it. Okay. I understand like you want to look good. I think 
a lot of people may or may not know that you also spent some time in a retail out in the field as a visual merchandiser. So you have some knowledge of clothing and what's on trend, what's not on trend. But I think from the perspective of your average person who is looking to live their best lives and not waste time doing things that aren't of value. You have to explain the value. A capsule wardrobe that is timeless for you that is going to work probably for the next, I'm going to say, five to seven years, depending on the quality of clothing that you're purchasing. Now, why is the capsule wardrobe important? It's important because This will save you so much time getting dressed in the morning. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when I wake up in the morning, I am like on 20. I I do try to slow down, meditate, exercise, and do all the things in the morning. But let's face it, sometimes I spend a little too much time at the sink doing my hair. Sometimes I linger a little bit too much watching Good Thing in York. And that's another thing. Please turn off your TV in the morning. It's not a good thing. But I need to know the weather. If you're like me, then you find yourself a little like pressed for time in the morning, I'll say. When you build a capsule wardrobe, it just makes it that much easier for you to get dressed. I don't know how many times people or maybe you've said to yourself, I have all these clothes that I feel like there's nothing for me to wear. When you have a wardrobe that has been carefully curated by yourself, you are going to love everything that's in your closet and you're going to be excited to get dressed in the morning because it's just going to be so easy for you to find an outfit to wear, depending on the weather for the day. Whether it's rainy, sunny, whatever your mood, you'll be able to find something. How long is it going to take? Let me tell you. Depending on how many clothes you have, this may take you some time to build this capsule, but it can be done. You're going to turn off all distractions, phone, TV, even the radio. You're not going to listen to anything except for yourself. You're going to open up your closet doors and you don't have to bring everything out of your closet, but I want you to start from the left side of your closet. I want you to take the first few pieces, maybe about the first eight pieces out of your closet lay them on your bed, and then look at them one by one. Each piece, decide to yourself, does this piece really reflect the person that I am today? And do I even wear this item? Do I even like this item? Is this item still in style? Most importantly, does it fit? To me, that's the most important thing. How does it look on your body? Do you like it when you put it on? You may have to try it on just to check, but if you haven't worn it in a while, it's in good condition, but you don't love it anymore, you're going to have to put it in a pile to donate. And you're going to do that with the first few pieces that you pull out your closet. Now, don't take forever making these decisions because they're just clothing. You're going to give yourself 20 minutes to do this, okay? After that's done and you feel like you have more time, Give yourself a five minute break, go grab some water and maybe a quick snack, but mostly grab some water. Come back, set your timer again for 20 minutes and take out the next section of clothing, the next five to eight pieces and do the same thing. Now do this quickly. The reason why I say quickly is because once you start to linger and think about things, it's just going to take you longer. Again, it's just clothing, clothing that could be replaced. And we also want to think about the quality of these pieces that you're keeping and why you're keeping them. Like I said, do I wear this item? Does it fit? Do I like it? 
is it even in style? If you answer these questions and most of them are no's, donate it. Now, if you come across a piece that you really, really love and that you wear all the time and you notice it could be repaired or a zipper or button or something, put that in another pile for you to repair it at a later time or take it to the dry cleaner. I say take it to the dry cleaner and let them fix it for you. It saves you a huge amount of time than trying to do it yourself. And time is of the essence because you're busy and you have life to live. Once you're done doing that, you're going to repeat that for your entire closet. Now, I would say you're going to give yourself an hour and a half because you're taking five minute breaks in between these 20 minute stops of time where you're just taking out a few things. Now, some people like to empty their entire closet. I'm against that only because that can end up taking your whole day, depending on how many clothes you have. But if you do it little by little, then you'll start to see a theme coming into play with what you left in your closet. You're going to do this every day when you have time until you have completely purged your closet. But if you have eight hours to dedicate, go ahead, take everything out and do it. But like I said, I don't recommend it. If you have a very small closet, you may only need two hours. You have any questions on that, Alicia? No, my darling, not one question. I think for somebody who needs to organize their closet, yeah. Now let's move on to your dresser drawers. You're going to do the same thing. Take it one drawer at a time and purge things with holes, things that don't fit, things you don't like, things you got free at a concert that you're not going to ever wear because you wouldn't be caught dead wearing it or whatever the case may be. Get rid of all that stuff. Oh, and one thing to note. I know sometimes people are like, oh, I know this shirt has a hole in it, but I'm just going to wear it around the house. Nope, throw it out. And the reason why I'm telling you your house clothes do not have to have holes. They don't have to be old things that don't fit you anymore. You should feel good 24-7. Everything you put on your body should make you comfortable. Because what if the FedEx guy comes to the door and you have to sign your package and you're sitting there in a holy shirt and you're scrambling to get a shirt that's not holy? It just doesn't make sense. Look good all the time. Be comfortable and confident in what you're wearing. And be happy and warm or whatever the case may be for the situation that you're in in your house. Things that should be relegated for you to wear around the house should be things that you could also walk to the mailbox in, run to the store in. Please don't save that holy shirt just to wear around the house. Now, just to wear for cleaning, different story. Or just to wear to paint, different story. But if you don't do these things on a regular, then you don't need it. And I mean, who's to say you can't clean in a t-shirt that's decent? I mean, depending on what kind of cleaning you're doing, I don't know, maybe live on a farm or something, you're going to get really yucky. But if you're just vacuuming, I don't think it's a big deal. Okay, organizing. So now you've gotten all the pieces that you want to keep and you're thinking about these pieces and you're like, can I make outfits with these pieces? You're going to want to have some basics. Depending on what you do for work, your closet should reflect that, how you work and how you like to play. You need your work side of the closet and you need your play side of the closet. Your play side of the closet needs to be things that you can go out in for dinner, whatever you like to do in your free time, and they should make you feel good. And of course, your work clothing should be things that you wear to work, that you love to wear to work, that makes you feel confident, that allows you to stand up straight, Tell everybody your ideas when you're in meetings, whatever you do for work. The reason why I'm telling you this is because I spent a lot of time in the field as a visual merchandiser for a large 
brand and I basically create outfitting options for people when they come into the section of the store that I design. And what I find very often is people quite easily can pick up a top, a bottom, and they just buy whole outfits that I put together. You're going to do a similar thing in your closet. You are going to put things together that look good together. That way in the morning, it makes it so much easier for you to find an outfit to put on. Okay, that's one. And make sure whatever you put together is interchangeable with the thing that's right next to it. So you have one outfit next to another outfit, but you can take that shirt from that one outfit and wear it with the other outfit any day that you want. Depending on your organizational style, you may not be the type of person that wants to label and put everything in bins. I know I can't put everything in bins because I do forget about the stuff that's in the bins. Yes, I may have labeled it. What exactly did I leave in there? I might have labeled it hats or belts or whatever, but what specific belt did I leave in there? What specific hats did I leave in there? Depending on your organizational style, you are going to have to come up with a system that works for you, not one that you saw that works for somebody else on Pinterest. It has to work for you. If you're a visual person and you like to see things, Organize things neatly together so that you can see it. Or if you're the type of person that's okay with putting things away, label it, put it in a bin and organize it that way. Those are my tips. It's very hard for me to talk about organizing because I know it's very visual. Alicia, you've been pretty quiet this episode. Is there anything you want to mention? Yeah, I do. I think a lot of our listeners may be thinking about how they are space, maybe their closet or their dressers may not really hold everything that they want to keep. And I know that even I'm going to embark upon some organizational strategies very soon for my master closet. Everybody doesn't have the space that I have, so I get that. But I, wanted, I want you to kind of just touch on how best to utilize the space that you have. Do you think that purchasing those closet organizers from Home Depot is a very good strategy? Or do you think that it depends on, well, number one, they're not cheap. That's the other thing. I know you've been very creative in creating, creative in creating, but you know what I mean? You've been very good at utilizing the space you have without investing in those organizers. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Okay. When it comes to your space, again, like I said last week, your space is your space. That is your limit, but it's not a limit in a bad way. It's just telling you when to stop. It's like your gas tank. You can't put 16 ounces of gas into a 12 gallon gas tank. Why are you trying to put more clothes in a closet that's not large enough to fit that closet? That means that there are still some pieces you may have to purge. Now, you may feel like, oh, I don't want to part with this. I don't want to part with that. This closet that you're creating is your ultimate wardrobe. I can go to this closet and everything in here is worthy of being in my closet. Everything in here, I would take a picture of and photograph myself and put it on Instagram because that's how good I would feel about this outfit that I could put together. If there's things in your closet that when you put them on, it's just like, meh, then don't keep it. That's how you're going to feel inside when you're wearing it. Have you ever put something on and you kind of didn't feel your best? You didn't realize why your mood was a certain way? It's because of what you're wearing a lot of times. When you're wearing clothes that support who you are, how you feel about yourself, 
and the type of day you want to have, your career, your aspirations, you're going to show up in the world differently. When you're looking at your clothing, think about that. Don't now, hard for me. I, I have like a uniform and I haven't been wearing my uniform that much lately. I think maybe I need to go back to that. It's not a real uniform, but I love a classic look of a dark slack or dark pant and a nice crisp white or white blouse, something white. And it feels like a uniform. I mean, I went to Catholic school to kind of have that uniform mentality, maybe. I don't, I used to like a lot of bright colors, but now I'm like, I just want to keep it simple. Now, that right there could be a very interesting look, depending on how creative the blouse is, how well done it is. I mean, you could buy a, a white shirt and cost you a thousand dollars. So it's not about cost, it's about style for me. And I think a lot of Folks think they need a lot of stuff in order to feel good about their, their wardrobe. Okay. That's not my story, but you're kind of going towards the less is more approach, I would I would assume, right? Not really. Actually, it's the best. The best is more. When you talk about a personal uniform, let's talk about that. Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, they all have a personal uniform. And the reason why they show up in pretty basic clothing. I think Mark Zuckerberg favors like a, a gray sweatshirt. The reason why is because there's more important things for them than getting dressed. It just makes it one less decision. Barack Obama said that he either shows up in a blue suit or a black suit. And the reason was because it cut down on his choices. If you have clothes that make you look good, no matter what they are, that's one less decision for you to make throughout the day. Your clothes is done. Now you just have to show up the best person that you already are and all that you already have to offer to the world. Because your clothing reflects who you are, but it also reflects on your priorities. If you're taking forever in the morning to put an outfit together to go out into the world, then what is really important to you? Now, as far as organization goes, the best thing when it comes to organizing is I grew up with a father that was in the military. We made our beds with the hospital corner folds very tight. We also rolled our clothes in our drawers in order to fit more. There are tricks for you to get more into your space so that you can shop yourself much easier. What I do is I fold my t-shirt pretty quick and easily and then I roll them just folding a t-shirt in half and then tucking the arm in and rolling it from the top down actually keeps your t-shirt in better condition for longer but also it doesn't have as many wrinkles and when you put that in your drawer that way it's kind of like a file folder and you can see exactly what you have white t-shirt here black t-shirt there and you could do it in color order and so that will give you some more space in your your drawers closet same thing the smaller you could fold something the more you can place into your closet but i like everything being rolled back so that i can see what i have so that i can just grab what i need quickly and when I'm done, I can put it back in its place quickly because it has its little space ready to go. Use your space as that's your gas tank. And once it's full, it's full. Don't try to be creative and squeeze one more thing in because how important is that one thing that you really need to squeeze in there? Now, as far as the organizational systems from Home Depot, I do 
think that every closet, that bar in the closet, that just, that's nothing. I think that you need some shelving. I'm a person that believes in putting dressers in closets to create more space in a room. But those closet organization systems, you can get creative. Here's the thing that I used to do. The bar in the closet, you can go to Target or I think Five Below, those kind of places. And sometimes they have those file sweater holders that you can hang onto your closet. You could create your own closet system for cheaper. It just depends on how you want things to look aesthetically and how important the aesthetics are to you and some people want things to be really expensive because they want it to be aesthetically pleasing and they want to feel like a million bucks it really just depends on your value system and how important these things are to you but i use a lot of what i have i was fortunate that my closet's six feet wide and it is two feet deep it's a reaching closet and i was fortunate enough that two feet of my closet is dedicated to vertical shelving now the shelves are about two feet high which is great for my thick sweaters but when it comes to my smaller clothing items i do find myself putting them in like bins so that i can roll them and have more space i roll them and then i stand them up on their side so that i can put more in because i don't want to put anything on top of the other because then I can't see what I have. I get very creative with how I use my closet. And you can too. You may have some bins around your house. You may have some extra shelving. You may have things that you may not even realize that you can create your own closet system with. And that's actually my specialty. I like taking nothing and making something out of it. Usually a closet system to me would be like my last resort if I was on a budget. And if you're a person on a budget and it's not that important to you and you just want it to be neat and organized, then you're gonna have to get a little creative in the way that you organize your closet. I think you've done a very good job at giving people at least a jump start on how to get themselves organized or at least to start thinking about how to do it. Yes. Get those closets curated and encapsulated. Oh, and, and send us some photos. That would be cool. At Truesdale Morrison Design on Instagram. Send us your closet. Tell us what you did with them. That would be cool. Mm. It's a reshare. Again, any questions, you can contact us at uh, hello at tovinteries.com. We would love to hear from you and answer any questions that you may have. Until next week, guys. Happy closeting. No, <laughs> wait, oh, does that sound right? Happy organizing. Good seeing everybody, talking to everybody, being with you again. It's always a pleasure. Bye. Tio Venturius is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Staging and Design. Follow us on Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design as well as on Facebook. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be sure to follow us on Spotify as well as give us a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can grow. We'll see you next week.